0: Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for tuning into the show. I just want to let you know that this episode right here, it contains explicit content. So if you got some kids around, if you got the dogs around and you don't want them to hear bad language, you want them to hear some really, really dirty words, I'd put them to bed. Uh, other than that, enjoy the show. Drake, because it was Drizzy Drake at first. And he chose Drake just because he said that usually uh you have success like names will roll off the tongue better when it's like one syllable or two syllables. So when I hear something like that, I'm like, Okay, that's cool. Like I see the the thought in that, where just you, you say it like one time instead of saying something about like the only child synchron drum podcast. So it's like I just shortened it to because like we're talking, but it's like talks, you know? And so it's T O C S so O C S. Ch- only child syndrome so that's a little nugget for you guys there
1: what's
0: going on talks radio tevin west that's where you at so i wanted to start to show off by dedicating this episode to my son my one and only son melchizedek tevin l. c west uh I love him to death. He's my six month old baby boy. He's about to embark on his journey to probably start walking uh I told his mother Cheyenne that uh shout out cheyenne uh that he's probably gonna start walking at eight months because um, I asked my dad, when did I start walking? And he said eight months. And I said, well, did I do any crawling? He was like, nah, he went from basically like sitting up to walking. Um, so I see a lot of the same things in my son. It's like, he rolls over, he sits up, he, you know, plays whatever. But I think yeah, he'll just start walking he'll skip the crawl phase. Cause that's what i I skipped the crawl face, but with that being said, I wanted to talk about today the uh middle child uh syndrome, and then I wanted to talk about how there may be some parallels with middle child syndrome and also only child syndrome. I am an only child uh this was originally called the Only Child Syndrome Podcast. But then I shortened it because, well, honestly, the reason I shortened it is because I, so here's the deal. When I get, I can get inspiration from like a lot of different things, but I like to listen to interviews of people who are successful, at least on a monetary, uh, on a monetary situation. So Drake is one of those people that whenever he has an interview, uh, I like to listen to him. Uh, for whatever he may be and whatever he may do he to me when he does his interviews they're thought out you know critically thought out and you can definitely tell that like they worked on things before he went to the interview and is very curated I like that so he was talking about how he just chose Drake because it was Drizzy Drake at first and he chose Drake just because he said that usually uh, you have success. Like names will roll off the tongue better when it's like one syllable or two syllables. So when I hear something like that, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like I see the the thought in that where just you, you say it like one time instead of saying something about, like the only child synchron drum podcast. So it's like I just shortened it to talks because like we're talking, but it's like talks, you know. And so it's T-O-C-S. So O-C-S only child syndrome so that's a little nugget for you guys there but i really wanted to talk about middle child syndrome just the only child was on the side but before we get started with that i wanted to shout out our international community in belgium you know we we uh we're doing it guys we're growing every single day you have how how cool it is to see growth every day and i just appreciate you guys tuning in And so I'm taking a little bit longer with putting out my episodes because I don't want to put out any uh, bad quality. You know, I try to get better as I go on with time. So if, you know, I was dropping every day, but now it's, it's not every day. So just know that if I'm not dropping every day, it's because I'm trying to make sure I put out the best product possible for you guys. So I'm learning about how to do this right way, I will do it the right way. That's not even a discussion, that's not a negotiation. So, but uh, before we move on to our uh, topic about the middle child syndrome, there's a quick word from our sponsors. Good, you feel me? I'm hurt. How can I get my groove back? Been hurt? Been harmed to accident, big dog? Don't worry. With the lobs of holy sheep, we can get you paid and send on your way. Oh man, what's good? You feel me? Nah. I was hurt in a bad way, you feel me? But with oh, the lobs of holy sheep, <laughs> the boys ain't. They- it, it changed the forecast for me. I'm not gonna lie. And the law is a holy, sheet, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna receive hella good instruction on how to deal with your baby mamas, you know what I'm saying? And the law is a holy, sheet, you know what I'm saying? you gonna receive hella good counseling on, you know what I'm saying, on where to put your little extras, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Make sure the boys don't take it from you, properly, you know what I'm saying? Your holy sheet, you know what I'm saying. You're gonna do extra things, you know what I'm saying. Hella good things, you know what I'm saying. To make sure that your your extras right, you know what I'm saying. Make sure your your nuptials right, you know what I'm saying. Make sure your fetty, your skill, your scratch is ready. So come on down and see us. A holy sheet, you know what I'm saying. We down here on 55 Bon bonbon avenue. That's five five bonbon avenue. Come get yours, mate. Holy sheet. The law office of holy sheet does not open. this premises a lot better. All right, so got this pulled up here what to know about middle child syndrome this is from webmd what is the middle child syndrome so the middle child syndrome i can just tell you that uh middle child syndrome is when you have a, a sibling that's older and a sibling that's you know the youngest and then you're born in the middle like that makes you middle so it's like they're saying if a couple has two children and a third on the way you know Will be the personality? What would be the? Uh, will the birth of the third child affect the personality of the second born? Second born would actually be the middle. So, some psychologists think so. And here's what to know about the middle child syndrome. So, before we go into this here, uh, I wanted to share something with you guys. So, my mother, uh, Glenda West, shout to Glenda West, is a middle child. Okay, so her brother, her sister is the oldest. My TT, call her TT. Her name's Prenda. shout out TT. So she's like, I don't know, 40-something, close to 50. So she's the oldest. And then my mom, I think my mom was born second. Yeah, well, obviously. And then, so she's like, I don't know how old my mom is. So I I really don't. Uh, And then my uncle. Lonnie, shout out to Lonnie. Uncle Lonnie is uh, the last born. So she would always, you know, she she was like, uh, I think that you should talk about what the middle child goes through and what they have to deal with. And so basically she was like, yeah, I feel like when we were growing up, I was just like caught in the middle and I would get less attention from my parents sometimes and as a result i had to go and be kind of like cavalier and on my own with things and she was telling me a lot about how it felt psychology pioneer named alfred alder adler introduced the idea that birth order affects the development of a child he believed that how many siblings a child has can affect their child's potential now i don't need an article on to uh to compare the two only childs and middle child cuz i am an only child so i will tell you that when it comes to comparing who man um it, at least from this particular standpoint like does birth order affect i mean i'm i'm the i'm the first and the last brother i mean i ain't nobody else but me ain't going to be one but me so it really didn't i didn't have to worry about that whereas if you're a middle child definitely i agree with uh adler like it, it could like how many siblings you have could probably affect it says affect the potential the child's potential so could it affect your potential yeah i do i do think it could affect your potential but i mean i also think that you're your own person and you make your own decisions and at the end of the day if you want to maximize your potential you know if you listen to this podcast if you come on this platform you come to my show you know that i'm very much for p- personal uh, responsibility and like to the max 100 percent one wow like accountability like you have to be accountable for your own actions and you have to be accountable for what for what you do and what you don't do and and how you respond and how you don't respond so it's like yeah it, it could affect The child's potential um, birth order, but at the same time, like that person, that child is going to grow into a adolescent and then to a man or a woman, and they're going to have ideas, and they're going to put those into practice. And what comes of it is entirely up to, based on it's it's their it's their fault whether it works out for the best or not. So, if that person didn't get to their potential, I'm not completely sold on that being a super you know a super effective thing that something that really put them back so Adler (coughs) thought that even though children grew up in the same household their personalities wouldn't be the same well obviously he said that each child should be looked at as an individual and that each child would differ based on order of succession still middle child syndrome isn't recognized as an official condition many researchers have disagreed with Aldous theories. Well, I guess I'm in disagreeing with it too because it's like, no, nah, you're not going to base a whole like person's personality off of the what order they were born in. Um, even researchers who believe that middle child syndrome have trouble applying it to middle children. For example, that there may be a relationship between birth order and being outgoing, but it is more likely to be true for males than for females. So this is like I'm just not really i'm not really a fan of <clears throat> putting a the theory like and like just leaning on it like hard I, I mean also like i mean this is a this is just a really niche topic like middle children is a niche topic i say that because not because there's not a lot of middle children there's a bunch of middle children but it's just people aren't really paying attention to the middle you know what i mean you know i was like God says you're either hot or cold, you know. You're either with me or against me. It, people do that too, by the way. It's not just God. Like people do that. People be like, you're either with me or against me. You ever heard that on a song? Like you're either with me or against me. Like for real. And if you don't have, if you're trying to cross your loyalties up, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody likes that. So like, uh, I hate to say this, but like if you're a middle child, like nobody's really checking for that situation, but. That's why we have Talks Radio hosted by Tevin West, so we can discuss these things. Amen. Hallelujah. Characteristics of a middle child. Do you or does someone you know have middle child syndrome? Think about it, whether you know any middle, uh, middle children with these per- personality traits. So we're talking about the personality traits here. And I just want to say that, like, all these characteristics, like, they're in everybody's children, swear to God. Um, rebellious. Rebellious. They're also less religious than their siblings and parents, so they're still less likely to act out against their parents. I mean, I can see that. I mean, but it's also like, bro, like, my kid isn't rebellious, you feel me? <laughs> Sociable, they're good at being mediators. Uh, oh, wait, well, hold up. I'll go back on this rebellious tip. So they're it says they're less religious, so they're secular than most of their siblings and parents. And they're less likely, and still, but still, they're less likely. So they're gonna, they're gonna do their thing, but they're gonna be chill. Like they're not gonna be like, they're not gonna be wild and then be disrespectful. They're gonna wild and be respectful, <laughs> sociable. They're good at being me, uh, being me, they're gosh, they're good at being mediators, and want fairness in situations. They're also trustworthy friends, and work well as team members. Uh, okay. I mean, as far as like i was speaking from my i was speaking from my uh experience as an only child and comparing them so the rebellious yeah i was definitely like rebellious and respectful you know what i'm saying that's why i know it so well i was definitely like you know, my my mom was having a conversation with me the other day it was just like you know um man everybody i talked to says that you're you're such a like we did a good job you're such a such a good person, you're so nice, you're so helpful, so respectful. But you know, like parents wanna I think parents, you know what I'm saying, they they wanna know that their kid or their you know, their 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 kid is out there, you know, sowing good seed and just being a good a decent person. Um but for me, I was just like, Man, you have no idea like how how rebellious I, I can be or how devilish I can be or how disrespectful, how rude I can be. Everybody has it in them. You know what I'm saying. You just have to keep that, keep that on the low. You know what I'm saying. Sin is always crouching at the door. You know what I'm saying. And you must like. You have to like overcome it. You know what I'm saying. You can't let it. You can't let like. You can't let certain things get get you down all the way, man. That's just not how it goes. Like life is not gonna be this easy thing. Uh I'm just. I'm just. We'll move on. Not as family oriented as their siblings. So they may have a stronger sense of not belonging than their siblings do. So even though they many can be great when working in groups, some middle children can struggle when working with others. Yeah, no for real. Like my mom's definitely like a loner, but she's like a popular loner. Like she's just like a, a person who people wanna hang out with all the time. But she ain't got no kick it for them. Like it you know what I mean? Like no, and she don't really like mince the words you know how like some people be like, Oh yeah, you know, we'll hang out sometime, you know, like we'll get together and she does not. She does not even hint at the fact that she might hang out with you. It's probably not going to happen. So it's just like, but, but a lot of people want to kick it with her, but she just, she don't. She just keep to herself and 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 do her do her thing. Feeling overshadowed. I know as as, as far as like only children being um family oriented. For me, I I was I was not as family oriented. I think I talked about this before, but I was not as family oriented like when I was younger, but now that I'm older and I have a son of my own, I wanna I want him to be around my family as much as possible. You know what I mean? I don't want I don't want um there's certain people in my family I don't know who they are. But we've known each other for a while. You know what I mean? There's certain people in my family where I know their nickname, but I don't know their real name. I don't know if that's a thing with y'all, but it's like I I don't know their real name. I know their nickname, but we family, you know what I mean. So I don't want my I don't want that to be my son. I wanted him to know as much as he possibly can about his 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 family. Feeling overshadowed, yeah. So, well, they come to believe that their parents don't care about them looking back as adults they express a negative view of childhood well I never felt overshadowed as a only kid cause the spotlight's on you bro like if you do good spotlight's on you if you do bad the spotlight's are really on you and they're like you're the worst kid I've ever seen why are you making all these mistakes but they don't realize cause they don't like my parents didn't realize because they don't have other children to look at and like hold a certain standard to and stuff like that like there's nobody else to put the flame on so the what i'm telling you is i didn't get a negative i didn't i don't have a negative view of my childhood per se but i would definitely say i have sometimes i had i don't have it anymore i had a negative view of the criticisms i got from my parents but they criticize so hard number one is because they want me to make a mistake you know that would put me set me back but number two is that they didn't have nothing else to you know what i mean they just we're we gonna we're gonna we're gonna tell you about yourself because we have nobody else to pay attention to I'm thankful that they were they gave a dang enough to to say something you know what I mean? Because from what I hear about other households, you know the parents don't even care. You know they don't even they don't even pay attention to what they're saying or doing. Just let them do what they want, and then like they want they want to know why when their kid grows up, their kid is absolutely like so far away from anything that resembles reality. And that's the mo- that's the most I'll say about that. And they be like, why how did that happen? I don't know how that happened." It's because some parents have a rose colored glass of how they raise their children. Most. I feel like most parents do. Most parents are never going to like if a kid would tell their parent when they're older, right? And they're adults and the 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 son or the daughter would be like, "Hey, like this happened in their childhood and you, you know what I'm saying? Like it made me feel this way." The parents probably be like, "Nah, oh, that didn't happen." But it did. Like parents, if you're listening to me right now, like don't be that person. Don't like listen to your kid. And let them tell you how they saw the childhood, because I there is two sides to every story, there is. But that but that that's your child, so that I, you know that and they're an adult at the times so or whatever. They're just take it take it for what it is and just absorb it. Mobile, they're often the first sibling to move out of the house. They're also more likely to move farthest away. Uh, this stems uh, from their feeling of being misunderstood by families. Nah, nah, my mom lives right next to, right closest, like probably like two miles away from her mother. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think so. Um, only children, I, I feel like only children are more, more likely to move away, far away. You know what I'm saying? We're probably a, under like. Only children are super mobile. I mean, I'm in my hometown right now. So I'm obviously not party mobile, but <laughs> I've I've been I've been out and I've been to some states. I have yet to go overseas. I can definitely tell with the way this podcast thing is going that I'm going overseas for this though. So I feel like if anybody's misunderstood let me tell you something, man. So I talked to you about how being an only child is so funny because number one, my family is like super well well when we come back we'll 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 talk about that uh but a quick word from our from our sponsors Where can we go to find low cost but decent health care plans? Lost Medicare chip coverage? Player, don't worry about none of that. Westside Healthcare gonna take care of all that for you. Emergency plan for when my badass kid stub his toe. What about me? I'm an old lady. I got three kids, but they ain't worth a damn, I mean, and they done left me at this house all by myself. What if I fall and break a hip? Will you be able to help me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying here at Westside Healthcare, we always going to make sure you keep your game tight. We don't ever want to leave you out on the bad foot. If you got any questions or concern, just call us at our office here at 445-8286. That's 445-8286. We're out here over on Manchester. It's Westside Healthcare. Come get you some. yada Okay, so yeah, so... Back to what I was saying about the uh, only child situation, like when I was when I was a child, I would spend summers over at my my dad's mom's house, my grandma, Jesse Mae, R. I P. Grandma Jesse Mae. So you know what I'm saying? I had cousins, but I always was getting like flamed and teased. You know what I'm saying? And I'd always be like, why am I getting flamed and teased? And I didn't realize, number one, if your family is flaming and teasing you, bro, it's it's because you're family. You're not always gonna, it's not gonna be roses and sunshine. I'm sorry. Like, the the idea that you have, like, this, like, little, oh, my family's just, like, that's, at least in my eyes, that's a fairy tale, bro. Like, people say things, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't let it get too much to you. You know what I mean? Like let it let it fall off. You know what I mean? Cause most of the time, like, if they comfortable enough to speak with you in their family like that, as I gotten older I realized like they really rot with you. You you just gotta be the one to not take it there. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so like but for me, I was very sensitive when I was younger and so I took a lot of it to heart. And uh and it and it escalated things so but there was one day, bro. Usually what happened we go on vacation every summer in like Florida or uh somewhere in the southeast uh on with a beach. But anyway, so we uh this this particular year we went to Panama City. And my dad came and you know I got cousins that had like like two or three siblings, someone got four or five. But anyway, so we was all there. We up there in a hotel room. We ordered pizza, and when we ordered pizza. My dad does the most like put target on my back type stuff. You feel me? So he didn't know he was doing it though. He was just trying to be dad. You know what I'm saying? He give me he give me his shirt. He give me the skin off of his back type stuff. That's how both of my parents are. So they're just trying to make sure. Well, my mom's a little more harder. Like my dad, like my dad was definitely the one to like baby me. And my mom was like, "Nah, bro, you gotta get get your ass in gear." <laughs> yeah, my mom definitely was like the 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 more stricter one. My dad was kind of like, um, "I'll get you everything and anything you need, and I'll give you my last till I drop." That's why it's hard. To talk about these things sometimes, cause man, like I kind of get emotional talking about it, cause like, damn, like you know, I got some solid ass parents, you know what I mean? That's that's from the, that's from the diaphragm, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's from the stomach, like. But anyway, but back to my dad, he's gonna get it. <laughs> so my dad was like, "Hey, um, I bought a pizza for Tevin, and I bought." If for him, don't nobody touch his pizza. <sighs> you have no idea. You literally have no idea the fucking heat that I got like for my family members. Like they're all, like staring at me. I can feel I can feel them staring. I wasn't even looking. I had my head down. I wasn't even looking I wasn't even looking at them and I was just like, like... so you know, it just got this whole like you're spoiled rotten type energy going on I just thought that was funny man I uh, look back on all those those times and I, and I, I see that and uh, I always felt like I was understood uh, misunderstood uh, but there's was a little bit of maybe you misunderstood but most of the time bro you just spoiled and your dad be spoiling you and we gonna blame you for that <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> we'll move on so, outstanding qualities of middle children. Despite how you may see yourself as a middle child, you'll learn how to act and make friends, blah, 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 blah. So, some of the uh, well-known trailblazers have been or continue to be great negotiators, trailblazers, and fighters for justice. Among them are Nelson Mandela, um, Martin Luther King Jr., Susan B. Anthony, Charles Darwin, Madonna, Bill Gates, Nabisco, you know, like the cookies, Nabisco, CEO... Michael Gershner. These middle school children use their personality traits to hate them. These middle children—I said these middle school. These middle children use their personality traits to help them gain access or success and access. But um, as a middle child, you may not be a perfectionist, but you may be more open to taking risks into new ideas. In studies, eighty-five percent of middle children show open such openness compared with fifty percent of newborns. I want to like what what studies? What when they when they put this out like? webmd put it out right so it's like you gonna say in studies because you feel like you got the clout to just say like i don't have to annotate what i just told you i'm just gonna say in studies but well, i think it's probably at the end but it's just like what studies like let me see and that's the thing too it's like when i like go over and research stuff too, it's like is it can be a daunting task if you don't streamline it i want to say it again like research can be a daunting task if you don't streamline it so a lot of people have really and i'm kind of like getting off topic here but it's 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 talks radio you feel me so what happens is people will say oh you know what i'm saying you need to you need to make sure that you do your research bro do you know how to do research? Do you know how to look up things? That's a thing, you have to know how to research. And I'm not saying you have to go to college for it, but it helps if you were able to go and get educated on how to research. And with everything that I learned about research, I learned that if you don't narrow down and streamline like your brainstorming topics and ideas and stuff, is it's just gonna be harder for you. So it's just like, why how do I know? You know what I'm saying? When when I'm looking up something that's not a complete BS? You don't. You don't. You have the faith and your trust that this person that put this out in the ether has researched and did their job. And what the, the 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 information that they're giving you is solid. But what do you guys think about like what do you, what do you what do you think about having siblings period like what's your for those who have siblings like what's your thoughts on that? I didn't have that i i I had to rely on like entertainment of myself or my older cousins who were so much more older than me that they really wasn't about trying to be my you know what I mean companion basically you know what I mean, so it was really I didn't really know no different because I was the only child. But what do you like siblings? I always see it like y'all be having fun and stuff, and y'all always got somebody as a uh, that's like a life partner. You know what I mean? But that's why I hate to see it when like brothers and sisters or brothers and sisters fight. I hate to see that. I hate to see them not getting along. You know, it's real crazy. Like because like in the Bible, like the first, the like one of the first things that happened after like Adam and Eve, like. Get banished from the garden is that like two siblings like get in a fight and or or, or you know siblings kill each other can't kill Abel like off the off the muscle like it starts out with like violence towards the nuclear family that's crazy but that's life right brothers brothers do do that and then he asks like am I my brother's keeper. Yeah, obviously, dude, (laughs) but we've we've since we've since uh, we've since gone from those times. So how do you feel about your sibling, older or younger? (laughs) Do you want to friggin club them over the head? Okay, so to end the show. I do want to discuss. Some Sports. And, you know, I want to tie it into life because we all know that I think sports and life go hand in hand. So, Mike McDaniel is the uh, coach for the Miami Dolphins in the NFL. So, uh, the Miami Dolphins are currently 8-3 and three in the AFC East first place. And they also probably have one of, if not the most explosive explosive offense in the NFL. I think they put up something like 70 points on Denver, the Denver Broncos, I think last month. But I wanted to talk about uh, Miami uh, and Mike McDaniel specifically because I was watching Hard Knocks on HBO Max. If you don't know about um, Hard Knocks, Hard, Knock, Hard Knocks is pretty much a documentary-style uh, thing that the NFL does every year. They put a team in, uh, that's in training camp, and they put cameras on them and put mics on them and on their personality, and they spotlight individuals within the organization. and It's a really cool st- setup. It's a tradition that they've been doing it for a while. I think the first team they did was... I could be wrong, but I think the first thing they did was the 2000s Ravens that won that Super Bowl with that amazing defense. But <clears throat> they've added an additional Hard Knocks. Um, they've added like an additional Hard Knocks, uh, like show for more content and um, on HBO Max. And they made um, Hard Knocks midseason. So same thing like the original Hard Knocks, except they follow a team with mics and cameras in the organization during midseason, So they've been following the Miami Dolphins the midseason, And um, Mike McDaniels uh, or, or Mike McDaniel is um, definitely like um, invested in getting the most out of uh, his journey. That's what he was talking about was that he um, was invested in always putting out the best effort. While he was in the present, that's what he was telling his team to do was to put their best foot forward, like while they're in the moment, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about was being present um, in the moment. And I know that uh, the Miami Dolphins <clears throat> they had a they have a really good time. They um uh, they're having a really good time right now, and they um and it's because their their coaches prioritize being present. So what does that mean for you i mean i mean like turn your like you don't just you don't just turn your greatness on you have to be working towards um that you have to be building momentum in life it takes years for moves to be made but as long as you're diligently working on what you need to work on and staying present in the moment by the time that situation or opportunity run, comes around you'll be ready for it you know, or it'll be ready for you or both but i mean i just want to talk about like <clears throat> the intricacies of like how they got into things I mean, so it's an amazing thing to see for me i love watching stuff like that like documentaries of sports and you know you know people getting to follow around um the guys that make the organization go and um one of the things i was watching in it was uh is is almost crazy how they like philosophize and they you know not philosophy that's science they do they try they be trying a lot of stuff to get players better so like um for example um the coaches prepared Tua a which is quarterback for the uh, Miami Dolphins former um uh, Miami or uh, former Alabama standout um he. He was being prepared for harassment uh, by Max Crosby. Who, who? <laughs> quick, quick little sidebar here. If you don't know, who Max Crosby is uh, he's like a six-five Serbian um, from Michigan. Um, he's also Montenegrin as well. No, he's Albanian and Serbian. He's six-five. He's like he's a redheaded dude, white man, tatted up. His sleeves are absolutely like ridiculously cool. Um, one of the very few people where tattoos actually look good on him, um, and he has eight sacks, maybe, maybe, maybe nine, maybe nine sacks already. Um, he's an amazing. He's a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's been in the league since 2016. I think his fourth round pick, but that don't matter now. He's the man. And basically, they were preparing to talk about for the possibility of him, you know, pressing his spirit upon him, aka knocking his freaking block off. So, um, but it's just little things that they, you know, just like they call on tape. Like on tape, the quarterback's coach would show him film of Max Crosby getting through the line or whatever. He, either the play was gone, you know, Max Crosby would just touch him. You know what I mean? Like he would do some extra stuff, you know, you know, you know, you know, brush up against him. Things to make him feel like He's there all the time. So what they did was they got one of their players to act like he was Matt, Max Crosby and, you know, touching two of our tongue of our lower or pushing him after the play or something like that. All that stuff, all that little stuff that like knacks at you, you know, um, they were getting him prepared for that. And I just really like that intricacy. You know what I'm saying? I love to see people doing something that doing their job really well or doing something they're passionate about. I think most people I think most people respect you if you're good at something. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that is a question that if you're good at something, people are gonna rock with you. Um but on this on the on the other part, you know what I mean? Um it's so we're so used to seeing bad workers um in this day and age that it we're surprised when anybody does anything remotely well which is kind of sad. Um, and it's just, like I was saying, not to get too far away from the point, but, you know, Mike McDaniels definitely invested in Miami. And I think that's cool because, you know, how it applies to life is just, you know, like him being invested, not in Miami, but him being invested in like, when he, he was talking about, I'm telling you, like it got to me. it it When he said, when I'm focusing with people, I try to make sure that we're focusing on the present so that way we can get the most out of the opportunity, most out of the time. I felt that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so difficult to be present. It's so difficult because you're you're constantly thinking about, well, what's going to happen for the next thing, for the next thing? Because, like, for me, I know it's really difficult for me to be present because I'm constantly trying to plan for the future. You know what I mean? I'm constantly thinking of what like right now you know this is done you know this script this this go over this podcasting this episode is done i'm thinking about the next podcast already i'm 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 saying out what i got written but i'm off this i'm on to the next thing you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, BX-
1: we're dropping bombs, bro. The clip. Well here's a little story I got to tell about this child-ass nigga from North Valley He is a straight hustler all about his mail So blow and even had donkey for sale He got a pimpin' ass cousin by the name of Stack They black bitches by the dozen Some two blue macs They was striving to get elections in a brand new lap So they got butted up and started to jack They pulled 187s, 211s That a dirty about they spiller The niggas are ghetto having they went city to city Trapped down city, brought a nigga that was lost be precaution to get it Even though they was from two different sides of town Not They stuck the with each other when the phone goes down They took dollars with the keys to the pound They made another flip that car like a Lexus now They bought a fat pad with a swimming pool I hot covered another couch and their living room County paid pay for they loans, slow diggers and phones They didn't chat no more, but still scrambling hot, That ain't some With them, so they won't get killed. There was no debate. They got the fuck out of state. If you was making what they made.